Dominion is the reason for man on earth. Catch insights from Pastor William Baxen on today's Rulers World broadcast and be activated to rule and subdue the earth. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. The, the atmosphere we create sets the pace for the manifestation of the Spirit. What that means is that if we create an atmosphere of faith, an atmosphere of strong expectancy, confident expectation of God's word, if we create a strong atmosphere of prayer, if we create a strong atmosphere of worship, any of these atmospheres will set the, the stage for the manifestation of the Spirit. And you know, and you know that um, it's our encounter with the Spirit. The Spirit is the organic, the organic, the organic or the vital side of the gospel of the kingdom, the Spirit. So Jesus taught his disciples for three years, but until the Spirit came, until they, they received and encountered the Spirit, uh, they were not able to live the life. So beyond the teaching, you must embrace the Spirit. The Spirit is the essence, the character of the Word of God. The character of the Word is the Spirit. The life of the Word is the Spirit. So until you touch the Spirit, you can maximize the word of God. Jesus said the words I speak, they are spirit and their life. And for you to touch the spirit, you must either provide an atmosphere of faith, an atmosphere of prayer, or an atmosphere of worship. This is so important. I'm saying this to you so that you will know how to hear the word of God. You will know how to set your heart. You will know how to Position yourself in terms of expectation so that you can encounter not just the word but the spirit of the word. And that is the only way we can, uh, we can be assured of transformation for each and every one of us. So I'm going to ask you to talk to God expressing your faith in him. Jesus said, have faith in God. Believe God. Have faith in God. So this morning you are expressing your faith in God. You are verbalizing or communicating or talking, allowing what you believe in your heart to come out of your mouth. To literally change the atmosphere in which you are sitting as an individual. The devil operates by the same principle. He can hit you with fear, which will change your atmosphere, and then he can manifest the outcome, the undesirable outcome you are expecting. He can manifest it. So I want you to set your heart, set your heart. We have spent some time worshiping the Lord. This, this was supposed to condition your heart to receive from him. But now we're saying... Express your faith in God. Let what you believe in your heart come out of your mouth. And let it create the climate within which you are hearing from God and listening to the word. And then you can be assured of encounters with the spirit. The Holy Ghost will come through. The Holy Ghost will open your eyes. The Holy Ghost will, will, will make it deposit, activate something in your spirit today this doesn't have to be a normal service for you this doesn't have to be a normal service for you it can be a reference point it can be an encounter 
Today's service can be an encounter. Something can shift permanently in your thinking, permanently in your heart. You want to express your faith in God this morning. Oh, I believe, Lord. I believe your word. I believe in the integrity of your word. I have confidence in your word this morning. Lord, I have confidence in your word this morning. I know your word is settled. It's settled. It's settled. We tap into the settled word this morning. We tap into the settled word. Oh, give us eyes to see. Give us ears to hear. Give us ears to hear, Lord. Give us ears to hear and eyes to see. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear. Oh, my God. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name. Father, this morning, our hearts are open for an encounter. Holy Spirit of God, I depend totally on your help. Go beyond my frailties. Go beyond my infirmities. And touch your people. Drop a word in your spirits that will alter them for good. Interrupt us this morning and draw our attention to what we must see. And give us the eyes to see, Lord. And give us the ears to hear, Lord. Let your presence, let your power, let your glory fill this atmosphere. In the name of Jesus, let sick bodies be healed. Let weak bodies be strengthened. Let weak minds be strengthened. Let discouraged spirits be, be energized. Lord, administer hope to somebody this morning. Administer courage to somebody this morning. Give us a word in season, my God. Give us a word in season, my God. Give us a word in season, my God. Anyone who has come to their wit's end, show us the next step to take. Show us the next step to take, Lord. Open new doors for each and every one of us, we pray. Set new opportunities before us in the name of Jesus. Let no one be trapped in this place. Let no one be stuck in this place. By the end of this meeting, oh, cause each and every one of us to know exactly what to do. In the mighty name of Jesus. Empower your people this morning. Even in the matchless name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Uh, what do we say? Happy Independence Day in advance. <laughs> You're all looking very gorgeous. And, um, oh, hallelujah. We have a lot of work to do today. We receive grace. Jesus is helping us. This morning, I need you to listen to me with your heart. Follow me closely and prayerfully. Amen. Uh, we have started a very important conversation um, looking at kingdom finance, um, looking at our role, looking at the place of kingdom finance in our service of God's will on the earth. And um, we began that conversation by examining the cause of poverty. And we saw that the first cause of poverty, which is the, the mother cause, the real cause, the generic cause that affected everybody, that affected the entire human race, that made us live so below God's original plan 
was what we call the fall. The fall of man occasioned the fall of man occasioned by the disobedience of man. So that's what led to the fall. Man disobeyed the word of God. And it wasn't just disobedience. It was actually um, man committing high treason. Man handed over the authority, the kingdom authority and the dominion mandate God gave him. He handed it over to Satan. So it wasn't just disobeying God. It was actually handing over the legal authority man had over the earth to Satan, to the devil. And man was quickly transformed from a king under God, a lord of the earth, to becoming a slave of the kingdom of darkness. So man became a slave. He moved from being a king, being the, the authority over all the earth as God had made him to becoming a slave. That's what his disobedience caused. And it is that slavery that introduced uh, poverty into the earth. Poverty was not a known fact. It wasn't a known reality because God created the first family and placed them in abundance. They were in the Garden of Eden. Every need was catered for. Every provision was made for their sustenance, as they also committed uh, to fulfilling the will of God on the earth. So the fall is the main cause of poverty. Then we also mentioned um, briefly that injustice is also one of the causes of poverty. And this, this is a very strong um, point. Injustice. And um, I, I checked, I checked um, the World Food Program's uh, website just to get a little statistics on hunger. And let me just read this quickly to you. Um, uh, on their website, uh, there are a few, few uh, points. The first is that one third of food produced for human consumption is lost or wasted globally. One third. This amount, this amounts to about 1.3 billion tons per year worth approximately one trillion U.S. dollars. That's food that is wasted. And on this same planet, people are dying of hunger. So it takes a lot of faith for an atheist to believe there is no God. They should, either be, they should rather believe that there are no human beings. It's easier to believe there are no human beings than to believe that there is no God. Because we are all living on this planet and we are throwing away one trillion worth of food every year, and people on the same planet, people are dying of hunger. And we are human beings. We have conscience. So for, for an atheist to bypass this fact and claim there is no God, he has a lot of faith. It takes more faith to believe there is no God than to believe there is no man. Just looking at the statistic. Um... All the food produced but never eaten will be sufficient to feed 2 billion people. All the food produced but never eaten will be able to feed 2 billion people. That's more than twice the number of undernourished people across the globe. More than twice the number. If wasted food were a country, it will be the third largest producer of carbon dioxide in the world after the U.S. and China. Consumers in rich countries waste almost as much food as the entire net food production of sub-Saharan Africa each year. In developing countries, 40% of losses occur at post-harvest and processing levels. In industrialized countries, more than 40% of losses happen 
at retail and consumer levels. So you see the, the paradox. So we are saying that if, if only we pursued justice, would you agree that this is injustice? That on the same planet, as we throw away a trillion dollars worth of food, others are dying of starvation. If you say it's injustice, then we are saying that when we pursue justice or approximate to justice, we will reduce the incidence of poverty. Most of the people who are going to bed hungry are poor. So this is just to help you see that uh, beyond the fall, uh, one, of the, one of the characteristics of the fall was the introduction of injustice into the world. And injustice is a feature of the kingdom of darkness. Injustice is not a feature of the kingdom of God. It's not the government of God that executes injustice. So if, if we could do something about injustice, we will reduce the incidence of poverty. But you see, these things I have said are on a very strategic level, very high. In other words, are we saying that if we have a poor person and people have decided not to change this behavior, are we saying they are condemned to die of starvation and hunger? Is there something we can do about this? So that's when we move away from that, even though we can advocate and push people uh, or push their conscience to do what is right, to coming to the level of the person and empowering them to also be able to uh, move up from that place of poverty. One of the main thoughts that has hindered many of us uh, is a misconceived thought. And so, um, you know, in Isaiah 9, 6 and 7, Jesus establishes the kingdom on order, judgment, justice. Um, so that can help us see that Jesus' government will be very different from what is happening uh, currently. That means if we allow Jesus to rule and reign in our hearts, all of us will do better to ensure that um, we don't waste or throw food away because every food we are throwing away or wasting, we, it's literally denying somebody uh, food to eat. Now, this may look like a global statistics, but many of us may be contributors to these statistics. Amen? Yeah. So, you are not just to hear this and tick the box, but you are supposed to make a conscious decision not to waste food in your house, not to waste food as, as a matter of principle. Because if you do, you are also contributing to the statistics. Hallelujah. We also mentioned that God is not the God of poverty. I really want to take my time today. God is not a God of poverty. Because when he made man, he made man and put man in a resource-filled space. The garden had everything man required to be all that God had ordained for him to be. It was when man obeyed Satan, when man disobeyed God, that man was driven out of abundance, the garden, into scarcity, lack, and wahala outside the garden. This should be very clear in our minds. God is not the God of poverty. He is not the God of lack. When he created the first male and the first female, he put them in a garden that was, that was synonymous to abundance. But when man disobeyed God, disobeyed living under the government of God, man now was driven to live under this new government he had subscribed to, where Satan was Lord because he has handed over that 
legal authority to him, and then outside the government of God, outside the, the authority of God, man was operating in this harsh environment, harsh condition, and that is when he knew lack, that is when he knew poverty, that is when he knew all the negativities that came with the fall. So if you look at the, the, the divine order, this is how the divine order looks like. God as king over all his creation. And then God creating and forming man to be under his authority and giving man the dominion mandate which will be executed by man's assignment. You see, God, king of all, creator of the heavens and the earth, creating man in his image and likeness, and giving man that dominion mandate, that authority, that legal authority to manage the earth. And then man was supposed to manage this earth, influence it for God, extend the boundaries of God's government until the whole earth looked like the garden, and as long as man was doing that, man's provision was attached to his assignment. So in the, in the kingdom of God, there is the concept of provision. And your provision is attached to your assignment that will fulfill the dominion mandate. I'm saying some very big things to you this morning. Man's provision in the kingdom is attached to man's assignment. Your assignment is not your purpose. Your assignment is how you fulfill purpose. The purpose is dominion over the earth. But your assignment is how you fulfill your portion of that dominion over the earth. And God has tied your provision to that assignment. So as long as Adam was busy with the assignment God gave him, his provision was intact. When Adam left the authority of God, he was thrown out of the garden, and now he was just going to hustle and grind and struggle to even feed himself. You see that post-fall reality of man was not God's original intention. And, and you, need to, you need to look at your life and see whether... Am I eating from my assignment or I'm hustling? Am I tapping into the provision that is connected to my assignment or I'm struggling out there to make ends meet? Because as long as man was aligned to the assignment under God's authority, provision was, was guaranteed. And many people will never discover this and live out their assignment but they will just be out there hustling and struggling and trying to make ends meet. And we have made that very fashionable. I'm grinding. Charlie, I'm hustling. Charlie, man, for hustle. Charlie, with the hustle. He be hustle. This is my side hustle. Then your assignment is not big enough because your assignment will consume you. So if you can finish your assignment and have a, a side hustle, then the assignment, you've not seen the full scope of the assignment. You can imagine Adam saying, I have a side hustle. Beyond the garden, I'm doing something on the side just to make sure, you know, I keep body and soul together. Then that means you have not discovered, if you discover the assignment, your provision is tied to it. Hallelujah. Follow me. We will step into the deep right now. <laughs> Follow me. Please, please, do, do, you, do you get this? That the, the original pattern, the divine order was that man will submit to God. And as man submits to God, God puts his assignment under him. And as man uses his assignment to serve the will of God, and if that had continued, as people grew and multiplied, man will find himself serving other people because God wouldn't be giving the, the original commandment to everybody who gets born. It will be man's duty to teach other men what God said to the first man. Do you see it? That's how discipleship would have just continued. So after the one billionth person, if the fall had never happened, it would take other men grooming this man, saying that God said, be fruitful, multiply, have dominion. He, that, that thing will be taught to them. 
So you use your assignment to serve people and the will of God. And as long as you are doing that, your provision is attached to that assignment. So if, if you don't discover your purpose and discover the assignment you will use to fulfill your purpose. You see, I'm, I'm, I'm painstakingly trying to help you distinguish between your purpose and your assignment. Uh, surgically speaking, your assignment is not equal to your purpose. Generally speaking, we can say, oh, oh, your assignment. Oh, Charlie, have you found your assignment, your purpose? No, 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 no. The purpose is one for every human being. Have dominion over the earth. But we all have different assignments by which we achieve that purpose. So for somebody, it may be along the lines of education. For somebody, it may be engineering. For somebody, it may be pastoring. For somebody, it may be catering. For somebody, it may be pharmacy or pharma... Pharma what? <laughs> Pharmacology. <laughs> Hallelujah. For somebody, maybe housewifing. I heard a yes. God bless you. <laughs> Hallelujah. I see that people are not comfortable with that. If you have family businesses and you are a housewife, are you not a CEO? It's how you are. You see, oh, this will take me out of that. <laughs> I don't want to. <laughs> The words you use determines what you see. We look through the windows of our words. Eh? Mm -hmm. So if, if, if I can change the words you speak, I can change what you see. And you know you are not seeing with your eyes. Your eyes is just one of the tools your mind uses to see. And that's why if you are blind to possibility, if your mind is blind to possibility, your eyes will be blind to opportunities. You must first see it's possible here before when you recognize or see the opportunity, you can seize it and take it. Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Hallelujah. We want to, want to get into something very important. Because we are, we are treating kingdom finance and we're saying that even though the fall is the main cause of poverty and injustice is just perpetuating that, you know, pushing that, um, the more justice we get in a space, the less the incidence of poverty. Uh, but we are saying that that may not totally address that because we don't just want um, people who are primarily poor but secondarily surviving. Do you understand that? That means that the person is poor, but because of our justice, we are helping him keep afloat. That's not how God made every human being. So we need to be able to get to the root. That's why Jesus said, he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. The poor must hear something. The poor must become something. The poor must do something. And the poor will have something. One of the greatest misconceptions that has um, stopped many hindered a lot of people, and very few people have escaped that misconception, is um, the misconception that time is money. How many of you believe time is money? Okay. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you for your honesty. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. Time is money. You've heard it, isn't it? Time is money. What does that mean? What, what's the implication of that? Like, if you truly believe time is money, what will that do to you? Yes, sir. To use every time well so that it can generate money. Time is money means time is equal to money. Is that not it? Time is money. So I have to use time well to make money. If I don't use time, I won't make money. Maybe if I say it's a misconception, I don't know how many people can receive it, but just to bring everybody on, on board, let's say it's a lesser light. It's a lesser light. We said it in Prosperity Decoded that the poor use time to save money. But the wealthy, the rich, they use money to save time. You remember that? What does that mean? Look at the behavior of the rich or the wealthy. They use their money to save time. What do you think they think time is? 
if, if I will use my money to save time, which of these two commodities is, is precious? Time. So the rich does not believe that time is money. Because if they believe time is money, if I already have the money, why should I lose it to save time? It's like I'm reversing my progress. Time is money means I'm moving from time and getting money. I'm using time to get money. I'm using time to get... Now that I have the money, why should I use the money to get time? Then it's like I'm coming back. So, deep below that statement, the few who have escaped this, they use money to do what? To save time. Whilst the rest of us use time to save money. It's a hard truth. But that's what it is. So by the time you are roaming in the market for three hours to get five CDs discount, you are using time to save five CDs. And the time you use was three hours. The, the money you saved was five CDs. And you think you've... <laughs> Also, have you using three hours? Into the truth, the truth is that your three hours is worth five CDs. But you won't accept it because you have a degree. <laughs> you won't accept it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, if that behavior doesn't change, you will desire to be wealthy. And hand over that desire to your children to fulfill it. It won't come to pass in your life. Because you need more than desire. Many of the things we desire, desire, I'm not talking about you. Eh? We need you. We don't need more than you. We need you. We need you. Many of the things we desire, they are called wishful thinking. And there is nothing as dangerous as wishful thinking has kept many people in poverty than anything else. If only this thing. If, if this thing was like this, if only I had this, if only this, like wishful thinking eh, doesn't make you engage your, your situation the way it is to make a change. Oh. Like you are wishing for like circumstances to set and then you will move. It's not like I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just waiting for the, that thing, that, that state. You usually will wait for, for, for a long time. So, I'm helping you see, and to some degree, we are all a work in progress. To some degree. Because your relationship with time is a prediction of your financial future. That's what I'm saying. To some degree, we are all a work in progress. It's Bible I'm teaching you. Or you want chapter and verse. Bible, Bible, pure Bible. Na my, 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 my. My hope, by the grace of God, is that we can embrace this so deeply that it will, it will change the way we behave by changing the way we think. You see? So if, though we say time is money, we are seeing that a certain group of people are willing to spend money, use money, so that they can save time, what is it that they know about time that we don't know? Because it's a misconception. We are saying that, yes, the fall brought about poverty. We are saying injustice brought... But if, if, we can, if we can drill deeper beyond you becoming born again, if we just leave you at that, and you are not empowered uh, to be able to operate on this level, then what will happen is that even though you are born again, even though you are a child of God, you are not going to see progress Along these lines. When you read the Bible in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1. And the Bible says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. That, that word beginning already introduces the concept of time. Because God is stepping from eternity. And he's creating something different from what he had created. Which is eternalness. And then the Bible begins by saying, in the beginning, that's the concept of time, he created the heavens and the earth. Have you read the scripture that says, redeeming the time for the days are what? Evil. So God is helping us understand that we don't just 
redeem investment products or instruments, the greatest thing money can buy, this is Pastor Bexon, the greatest thing money can buy is time. Not a car, not a house. You have spent your money well. If the spending of your money resulted in you having time on your hand. You you know, in, in Africa we think it's laziness to have a dishwasher. It's laziness to have washing machine. It's laziness to have a blender. It's laziness to have somebody mowing your lawn. It's laziness to have a driver. Can't you drive? Don't you have legs? What does a driver have that you don't have? Your money is well spent if it secures you time. Because the Bible says buy what? The word redeem means to buy back. Redeeming the time means buying back time. In other words, use purchasing power to buy time. This is what the wealthy and the rich understand. So when they are employing you, it's not because they are good. You are a system that helps them get back their time. You think they, they, are, they are very good trying to create job opportunity. That thing you call job opportunity is somebody trying to buy back his time. That thing he is doing now, he has hired hundreds of you to do it. And then now he is using his time to, to do something that gives him more than what he is paying you. If you don't understand this, eh, you won't struggle to improve. But not all struggle is the same. Struggle that leads to improvement is better than struggling for money. What is the purpose of time? The purpose of time is for becoming. Never forget this in your life as long as you live. The purpose of time is for becoming. The reason why God gives you time is not to get things. It's to become. So if time is passing and you are not becoming anything, you are losing on two counts. You've lost time and you have lost a higher version of you. And you can be coming to church every day of your life if you are not using time to become. If you see somebody who is becoming and he's even poor, don't pity him. Like if you find a poor man who has engaged to become, don't laugh at his shoe that is crooked today. He will soon be selling you shoes. So the purpose of time is for becoming. Ah, Look, even finances, money, you see we call it current or currency. The worth of money is time-based. Do you understand that? The worth of money is time-based. That's why it's currency. How fast it flows determines what the value is. So for example, Earning 1,000 CDs a month is small because it is a month. If you earn 1,000 CDs a second, it's not small. The money hasn't changed, but time has changed. So even money, money is time that determines. That's why money is not the colleague of time. Please, are you, are you listening? What, this thing is a detour. That's not where I was going. So I need to find my way back. <laughs> uh-huh. The purpose of... Also for God bless you. Hallelujah. So the purpose of time is becoming. If you can use your time to become, you will never be afraid of what you don't have now. Just use your time to become. Because you see... Now listen. Listen to this. Time has a purpose. The purpose is for you to become. What becoming speaks to is your identity. The revelation of yourself. You see, as you are becoming, you are getting to discover who you really are. It has been said that any fool can count the number of seeds in an apple. But only God can count the number of apples in the seeds. 
So the more you become, none of us know what we are capable of. And I told you some a week or two ago that the true meaning of education, which is educary, is to draw out, to lead. Education is not just telling you something to tell me back when I ask you. Education is drawing out from you what God has deposited on the inside. That means education is supposed to unleash your creativity, unleash your thinking prowess. Education is supposed to unleash your productivity. Education is not just feeding you with some information and giving it back to us. No, no. Education is you making a contribution to knowledge. Because you are loaded. There is something on the inside of you that you must serve your generation with. A true education is what will help you discover that, prepare for it, and serve it to your generation. If you do that, we we'll say you are truly educated. So, true education raises people who are thinkers. People who are able to tap into what they carry and serve it to their generation. So, when we say becoming, we are saying that time is used to educate yourself. And that education, the syllabus is given to us by God. It's God who made us in his image and likeness. But you use time to acquaint yourself with that. And, and the more of that you do, the more you become aware of who you really are. As it stands now, you probably care more about what others think about you than who you really are. And as long as you live like that, there is no way you are going to grow. So, you become using time. And when that happens, that new version of you, you begin to realize capabilities you have, skills you have, knowledge wells untapped on your inside. You tap into streams of wisdom that is unique to you. You see, when, 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 when you, you discover yourself like that through education, when you are speaking, you tap into wells and springs of wisdom. Like you, you, you step into... <sighs> Hallelujah. God help us. God help us. Okay, so... <laughs> you use time to become, which helps you uh, have a new revelation about yourself, the real revelation about yourself, the real truth about yourself. And when you take a hold of the truth about yourself, what develops in that process is called a mindset. You see? And God help you if that thing that has become your mindset is true about you. But for many of us, what we currently operate as our mindset is not true about us. What you think about yourself is way off. That's not the real you. Now, we are talking about finance, but you should understand that <laughs> there is no way, there is no way you are going to uh, be able to... Uh, take a hold of the resources of God in commercial quantities eh? to do the will of God and to serve humanity without you becoming this thing we are talking about. It may look like an unpopular road, but anyone who has walked this path has never been disappointed. The path of using time to become. You will never be disappointed. Now, if you don't do this, this is how your life will look like. You work every day, you work every day, and then they pay you once. Isn't it amazing? You work for how many days? And then they pay you how many times? Mm -hmm. But do you know that you can so develop yourself that you will work one day, come up with a book, come up with a product. Your, 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 your people, eh? they get paid every day. Because they worked to come up with something that now makes them get paid every day. 
That's how your life should be looking like. You must migrate from working every day to be paid to putting in work and then what comes out as a result of the work. Please, did you get that? What that means is that the outcome of your time should not be salary, but products, services, value. I'm talking about something that you can bequeath to your children. Because a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. You can't finish as CEO of whatever company you were hired to manage and hand it over to your child, no matter how much you love him. I have a seat in this business. Please, when you, you finish your school, go and sit there. No, doesn't work that way. Doesn't work that way. So we are talking about, we're talking about Becoming so much, 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 becoming so much that things come out of you that get paid. Now, it takes a lot of time and work and, to do that. Oh. So that's why some people will be laughing at people now only to laugh at the wrong side of their mouth in some time to come. Because like, when we are making money, you are just going and coming. Going and coming. But he's going and coming to produce something that, that he can stop going and coming and he will still be getting what you have to go and come to get. Hallelujah. So we are saying that time is infinitely more valuable than money. And the best thing money can buy is time. And the purpose of time is for you to become. We have said it here, that the only thing you get to take away from the earth is who you became. Not your house, not your car, not your... You, you can't take anything from the earth to the other side. The only thing you can take from here to the other side is who you became in time. Paul was once upon a time a Pharisee, but he became an apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ, and that's what he got to take away from the earth. Who he became. Didn't take his house, his cloak, his books. None of those things followed him there. Is who he became. So you are, using, you are using your time to become. Become higher versions of yourself. Become so quality. Become so good. Become so good that when people experience you, you are better than what they thought about you. That's what Queen Sheba said to Solomon. The half of your wisdom was not told me. Some of you, you have a big image out there. When they meet you, it's like, what? Ah! Don't be like that. It has been said that the amateur practices until they get it right. And the pro practices until they can get it wrong. Think about it. Where are you? Do you know that you can become such a master that you can't get it wrong? Ah, there are people like that. They can close their eyes and get you the same thing. That means they don't need to use any conscious resource in doing what you're doing. They've mastered it. This thing is in their blood now. That's not how they were born. That's not how they were born. No. But through practice, they have become that. This morning, my job is not to sadden your heart, but to wake you up. What are you good at? What are you good at? Are you good at something? Are you good at something? One man of God said, until... The president is eating your food. As a caterer, I don't think you've arrived. What are you good at? What are you good at? My brother is an artist, isn't it? An artist. So until we find your paintings in palaces, keep pushing. Because kings come to the brightness of your rising. The brightness, oh, the brightness. Some of us, I don't know why we think we've arrived. I, I, you know, I look at you with faith every time. Because, you see, I'm, I'm, I, I learn, I push myself, I can't, and I'm the one teaching you. The way you are not hungry, it's like, I, I'm not, I'm, like I'm pushing, I'm studying, I'm, re, I'm pushing, I'm, by the grace of God, I'm not saying, please don't think of me more highly than I have not started. But I'm just, now, why are you relaxed, Dodo, for me? Relax, Dodo. This year, how many books have you read? Eagle said two. Now, 
When you're friend of wishful thinking, no. They be, they be, they be, they be. wishful thinking. Because you are not doing anything concrete to ensure a be, they be. You are happy working, 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 and then they pay you. Working, 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 and then they pay you. Working, working. <laughs> you are working more than they are paying you. And nobody will pay you what you are worth. They pay you what your job is worth. And since you don't have control over the job that they have hired you for, you need to be looking at how you can bring something from inside you. And we are all capable of more. We are all capable of more. We are all capable of more. People of God, we are all capable of more. Don't fall into that trap. Instead of using money to buy back time, instead of using time to become, you are allowing time or just exchanging it for money. You may start from there, but you don't have to end there. Don't think it's an easy statement I've made. Many retired there. Probably our parents retired there. They traded their time until they retired. You shouldn't, you shouldn't end up like that. And the only way that can guarantee you won't end up like that is that you are becoming better. You are becoming quality. You are becoming more. Becoming a higher version of yourself by using time to convert yourself all the time into higher, 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 higher versions. Oh, Jesus. Closely associated with time in the beginning, God created heaven and earth. That's peace, isn't it? So God said something to me now, like this week, which, which really helped me. He says, you know, after you have built that heavy mindset, you know, massive thinking, massive things, you need to be able to translate that into space. Because if you don't translate that into space, you are everywhere in your mind, but you are nowhere in space. That's why it says multiply. That means use action, use activity. Activity is not wrong if we use it well. Use activity to translate that mindset into space. Oh, we did a teaching of this some time ago when I said Genesis 128, which is a strategy. It says, be fruitful. And then you will see him saying, multiply, subdue. All that has to do with doing something, isn't it? Activity, doing something. Then he says, have. And it's a well-known principle. Be, do, have. You see? Don't just be chasing what to have. First be it. Then do it. And then you will have it. This is the formula for success. If you want to have what you have not been, you will just be chasing after a mirage. And the only way you can be, we say is what? Your mindset, identity, mindset. Then the doing has to do with what? Your skill set. And this is, <laughs> it's like we have a lot of growth to happen here. Even though mindset is eternally relevant, so powerful, like that's the beginning of all this, you need to become great at what you do. And that comes with practice. And that's what I said. Um, it's been said that beginners or amateurs, they practice until they get it right. But professionals, they practice until they can't get it wrong. And we need to settle down and make sure that when it comes to our assignment, we are the best at it. Like that one is not a gift. Settle down, settle down. Settle down and make sure that when it comes to, like, uh, counsel, mentor, eh? Say, Lord, the assignment and your media man is on for Philip When it comes to that assignment, we can't mention lawyer and our mind will roam Roman before it hits you. A colleague who is learned, Grace. Eh? If law is the assignment God has given you to be able to fulfill the purpose of having dominion over the earth, we shouldn't be thinking too much before our mind will hit you. That hey, that means you are you 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 have given time, practice. You have given yourself to becoming great at law, and you know that's where we minimize it. Because we will fill that up just with spiritual exercises. And as important as that is, we need to settle down and deconstruct what we are doing until we have mastered every moving component. Deconstruct it. Pieces it, like break it into pieces and master every moving component until you can operate this without using conscious resource. Then we say, oh, the guy is a genius. It comes to him naturally. He has a knack for it. Nobody is born like that. Oh, that's what this guy, you call him right now. Oh, he, he will say something that will bless you. My brother, if you see the hours and nights of red eye, what about you? 
Because we need to break this poverty thing. We need to destroy it permanently in your life. Because if we don't do this, eh, I've told you this, you will sell, you will sell your other freedoms to get financial freedom. If you don't finally sort out this money thing that you are playing religion around, as if money is not important. But this thing, you must master money. Because, okay, the amount we are talking about, how much is it? People are eating that for lunch. Your entire salary is somebody's lunch every day. Wake up and say, no, I'm ready to play this. I'm a major player. I'm a major player. Wake up, wake up. Wake up and say, no, no, no. I'm dealing with poverty. Some of you, this is what we should focus on and kill it once and for all. No, where you and now, you, you, are, you are busy trying to do something else because that sounds more spiritual than this. And you don't know that whatever you get from there, if you don't have money, you will sell it to get liberty from, from this. It's important. It's important for us to be economically empowered. It's important for us to be that. And for that to happen, the person listening to me today shouldn't be the same person who will listen to me next week. This is the real work. The first misconception now, yeah, try to address this morning is the misconception that time is money. Time can never be equal to money. Time can never be equal to money. Time is way more precious than money. If you use your time well, you will come up with, if we are speaking in business terms, you will come up with assets that can generate cash flows. This is how you should be positioning your financial life Seeking to come up with assets, independent assets that can generate cash flows. Then you have your time. If we don't do this, we will never be able to break free from this rat race. And guess what? When the Antichrist finally comes, you remember the book of Revelations? When they opened the last seal, the word was that don't, don't kill people. Make sure that the corn and the oil, it was an economic stuff. So in the last day, Satan will use the, the power of economic power, there's anything like that, to, to, to humiliate people. And God has already put in the wisdoms and the systems and the strategies in place to ensure we rise far above that. He says, in the last days, the mountain of the Lord's house shall be exalted on top of all the mountains. So that means you, you shouldn't be part of, of this thing that is about to visit the earth. You shouldn't be part of it. But there is no way you won't be part if you build your business and everything on the principles of the world, then it will be washed away. It won't be like a house built on a rock. House built on a rock means the wisdom that you are building your business on is found in Scripture. It's from the Word of God. Please do that. Too. Please do that. Lay the foundations of your business on the Word of God. Then when the storms come, the winds blow, the rains beat upon it, it will still be standing. If you don't do that, then even blue chip companies managed by Harvard boys, they go down. They go under. It's the wisdom you're using to build your business. One of that wisdom is that you're not building this business primarily for profit. You are building the business for influence over cities. Don't settle for profit. Profit is not the end of this. Remember the, the parable of the talent? All of them. Okay, the two. It says, you gave me five, I've made ten more. You gave me two, I've made two more. Two more is profit, isn't it? Five more is profit. But... That was not all there was. He says, you've been faithful over little. I give you authority over 10 cities. That means the real goal for that enterprise, because it was money, the Lord's money. So that's a business um, parable Jesus gave. And, and Jesus is saying that the success you've chalked in your business, I'm going to use it at his platform to influence cities. So you are not becoming influential just so you be my fans. No, God has some cities on his mind that your success can be used to disciple. It's not just profit. Not just profit. But some of you stop at profit. Once you start making profit, nobody can talk to you. And yet the goal is influence over cities. So if, you ask, if profit is stopping you, then you can never have influence over cities. And that's God's vision for your life. It is our business now. It's not just for you and your family. That's a small vision. It's a kingdom asset. God wants to use the success you talk in your business to influence cities. Presidents will be consulting you. How did you build this? Because if you've done this, then as a nation, we can learn from this. So wake up, amen? Wake up, wake up. You can do more. Though your beginning be small, your end should not be small. Your beginning is small because you started small. 
But as you grow, your business will grow. As you develop, your business will grow. As you increase yourself, your business will grow. Stop thinking small. Stop thinking small. I pray that some of us will become so valuable by the end of this year that your employer, your employer will just be sitting on tenterhooks until they say, you know what, we, we are considering making you a partner because this value you are delivering. We've never done this for anybody before, but we want to consider you as a partner. My God, my God. You are becoming a huge influence, amen? Just talk to God for one minute. Talk to God for one minute. We'll pick this up next week by God's grace. We'll pick this up. We just succeeded in looking at one misconception. We'll pick this up. And I pray, I pray that um, you will be able to reorganize yourself around time. I'm just praying that you will be able to reorganize yourself around time. You can't master what you are not spending time on. You cannot master what you are not spending time on. If you are seeking to master something, then we must look at the volume of time you are giving to that thing. We must look at it. So reorganize yourself. Rearrange yourself. Rearrange yourself. Make necessary adjustments in your mind first. Because you know, you know, you know, you know that you can never use time to make enough money. You know it. You know it. You need more money than the time you have. You can never use time to make enough money. You only have 24 hours. Even if you were using all, you can't use all 24 hours to make enough money. You can't. But you can use time to come up with a service, a product that you can supply billions of copies. Trillions of copies. That way you have broken that time limit. And then now that product, that asset, that value you are delivering in the marketplace is the one that is bringing the cash flow. Not just your time. Then you can have time. Because the way we are going, many of us will sacrifice our marriages, sacrifice our families to make money because time is money. That's why you become so successful and then your success chokes your time until there is no time for family, no time for wife, no time for husband, no time for children. Is that the life you want? You want to sacrifice every important relationship just to make money? Or you want to trust God for wisdom? To bring from within you what he has put in you. To master your assignment so well that you can tap into the provisions attached to your assignment. And then you can have time on your hand to spend it with the valuable relationships you have in this world. May my business not make me more, more busy than being able to talk to God. Being able to talk to the important people in my life. Relationships in my life. Sharing my faith. Reaching out to people. Just because I don't have time, I'm so caught up in this thing. Because in my mind, time is money. I have to squeeze every time I can get to make the money I need. You don't have enough time to make all the money you need. And by this, let me speak to some of you. God has given you products. God has given you services. God has given you ideas. Don't underestimate that thing. Oh, that's, God's, that's God's system of empowering you economically. If you underplay that, you will live to regret it. That idea that looks like a baby in a manger. That product that looks like a baby in a manger that needs every support it can get. That product will feed you. Your provision is connected to that. That idea, that solution God brings to you all the time. And you are overlooking it because it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to take too long. It's going to take too much time. If it will take all that time and then after that, you get paid forever. Won't you choose that? So you're talking to God to receive light, illumination, divine perception, so that you can, you can live effectively. Oh, so that you will redeem the time. Buy back time. Buy back time. Buy back time. May the Lord help us. Buy back time. In Jesus' mighty name. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Glory to Jesus. Now, what we're doing in Kingdom Expression is raising people, a quality of people, a kind of people that God can use in these last days. We're not raising selfish people, self-centered people, greedy people. That's not what we're doing here. We're building your capacity so that God can use you. God can use you. God can use you. Through your business, through your gift, through your skill, through your product, yourself, God can use you. And listen, God will give you answers. God will give you solutions. 
We're praying that God will open you up to answers and solutions. And when they come, trap them. Don't overlook them. Don't ignore them. Trap them. Capture them. Wealth is stored in those ideas that are coming into your mind. And God will use it to, to change your life so powerfully in the lines of economics. And now you can, be, you can be free for him to use you to be a blessing to others. Hallelujah. We believe you've been blessed. For further inquiries, contact Kingdom Expression Ministries Worldwide on 0201-300-400 or visit our website, www.kingdomexpression.org. Follow us on social media at Kingdom Expression. You can locate us at South Oyarifa, 300 meters from the Ankunam Junction.